Absolutely great week for us, for us uh, dynasty degenerates. We just can't get enough. It's combine week. <laughs> it's combine week. I love it. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, like always, Monday afternoon, Adam. But uh, Friday, we get things actually kicked off. I mean, technically, things on and popping. People are there in Indy doing interviews, and we got medical checks, and you got all this stuff going on. But on-field work begins on Friday. So we'll get the uh, the first ones, or actually it begins on Thursday, but we'll get the uh, the first uh, skill guys on Friday with the tight ends. Saturday's the big day for everybody. Saturday. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Yeah, man, <laughs> Saturday, we all came to see. Saturday's going to be the one where you're tuned in, glued in at 1 o'clock, you know, right in the middle of the day. Locked down. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the underwear Olympics. Me too. Know? Except for, are we, I mean, are we going to get no quarterback? I mean, what's, going, what's happening? No, we're getting some. We're getting I mean, some. Well, I just mean the top guys are all shying away. What's what's the story? You know? Oh, well, so far what I've seen is Bo Nix, Michael Penix, they're going to throw J.J. McCarthy, throwing. Jaden Daniels is sitting out. Caleb Williams is sitting out. And I haven't seen Drake May, what he decided on yet. That's exactly what I, that's what I just said. All the guys that we need to see are, are throwing. Come on, man. Show up. Nah, stay in your business. <laughs> you want to see it? Come see me at my pro day or put on the, the damn tape. Put the tape on. Put the tape on. Nah, I don't really care too much about quarterbacks. Like, <laughs> that's where we'll start, though. We're going to do a, a combine primer. I just want to see, you know? Yeah, we'll do a combine primer here for this episode. So, quarterbacks, let's start there. All right. I told the people, Galo ain't throwing. Jane Daniels ain't throwing. It's yeah. a good possibility that maybe Drake May is not throwing. But J.J. McCarthy's going to throw. Penix is going to throw. Bo Nix is going to throw. And, uh... Senior Bowl darling, Spencer Rattler, he's going to throw as well. Yeah. Going to be on the field. So, yep. you got any big takeaways, anything you're really watching from the quarterback group? I mean, it'll be nice to see J.J. McCarthy throw it, you know? <laughs> we, we didn't see it during the football season. That's what I mean. I mean, <laughs> we're just, harsh. we're waiting. We're, well, I mean, it it's, was not even, it's, not even, it's not even any disrespect. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see what's in the kid's bag, you know? I kind of feel like though, if he goes out and throws really well, like all right, I mean, I no no disrespect to if he does or anybody that's done well at the combine, but I don't know for quarterbacks, Mike. Like I kind of, I, I think it's a more of a checking the box. Like you you should be throwing well at the combine. You should be throwing well at your pro day. Like you should be throwing yes. well to open people. So, I mean, not that I won't watch it, um, but it's more of a like. I don't want – if you look bad, I'm a lot more concerned than, you know, if you go out there and tear it up. Like, I think you should tear it up. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of a – just me over the last couple of years in the Dynasty lens, Adam. But uh, it really feels like 
even the quarterbacks who go out there and they actually have a good combine throwing the football, they didn't actually get the boost in the end that you're all wondering, like we all thought was going to happen. By all accounts, Sam Howe killed the combine, right? Killed the interview process, did well throwing on the field. Didn't matter. Fifth round pick, right? Well, Levis, you're like, oh, man, he looked really good out here just dropping piss missiles all over the field. Early second round pick. Wasn't a first rounder. If J.J. McCarthy goes out there and has a good combine throwing the football, is that really going to affect it? I think what it is is going to be interviews, you know, where oh, teams course. already had him, you know, kind of how they felt about building around his skill set and his talent. So I don't know if uh, at the quarterback position at least there's a whole lot to gather from the uh, the combine outside of those those insider reports with teams that are really like, oh, man, like we're in love with this guy. Like he killed the interview, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, to the point of throwing, like uh, what I was kind of saying is I, like I'm having a hard time really remembering a quarterback that really stunk it up or felt like, man, they were like just off today and then right. like checked the boxes and got the draft capital and became a good quarterback. Like it's it's more so I think you should be throwing the ball pretty well. Um, now, it wasn't the combine, but remember when uh, Malik Willis tore it up, man? There was that, that bomb at the end of the – the very end of the um, pro day people are going crazy and then we wait and we wait and we wait so i'm with you it kind of doesn't necessarily mean all that much zach wilson had that great one rolling out to his left and chucking all the way back across his body right there you go maybe hey maybe (laughs) jj mccarthy's got stuff like that in his bag you know we'll have to see um it'd be interesting to see if any of these uh these under the radar quarterbacks you know kind of creep up you know and i'm talking more for our our standpoint of maybe your fourth or your fifth round rookie picks right those kind of guys the michael pratt's of the world austin reed keaton slovis the jordan travis like you know if those guys come out there and kind of impress and all of a sudden you're like okay you know like see this team did kind of fall in love and we kind of have a maybe maybe best case like a Kirk cousins russell wilson dak prescott kind of scenario where you're like okay they fell in love with them a little bit later I think right now you and I just kind of pencil in like Michael Penix and Bo Nix into that territory, but we'll see if there's anybody else who could actually make a push for that. I'm kind of intrigued. uh, Like I'm not acting. Let let me let me just say my intrigue level is not overly high, but I'm kind of intrigued by Jordan Travis a little bit. Like I've been hearing a little buzz, and I'd I'd be curious to see if he ends up getting you know, kind of like to your point, um, that fourth round range, right? Like the Kirk Cousins, the Dak, uh, all of a sudden like. Not saying that that's going to be their range of outcomes where they are guaranteed to hit because they get drafted in the fourth round, but all of a sudden, like I might be interested in these late dart throw ranges and rookie drafts, you know? Right. All right. Well, let's move on from this position. That's just kind of sad. I'm I'm interested to see what Spencer Rattler does. That's probably the most intriguing quarterback in no, the combine. No can question. he keep, can he keep the momentum going from the Senior Bowl? I'm kind of feeling like Mike. To, if it goes the way I think it would, where it would be a big thing for him. If, if they're talking a lot, like. If you kind of get the uh, that feel that you know, like you said, he's doing well in the interviews and he's kind of the poison, the moxie around all the other quarterbacks, and there's a lot of buzz and chatter about how he does in the uh, the combine. I think that would be something that could end up being like to your point, the momentum keeps rolling. But yeah, o- overall, not not a whole lot of attention I'm paying to the quarterbacks. Getcha, getcha. Well, let's go to the tight end position. We'll jump over here because we just let's got do done it. burying tight ends. Combine for the tight ends. Uh, it, is it crazy for me to say, Adam, it's massively important to me? Like it is, we talk about underwear Olympics, but, uh, historically speaking, it has been extremely, extremely important for the tight end position. 
No, I think it'd be crazy to say that it is something that doesn't matter. Now, the position as a whole, we will tell you, doesn't matter in fantasy football. But yes. when we're talking about evaluating tight ends, Mike, I put it like this, right? At this point, we kind of are just like uh, holistically at this point, I would I would say we don't value the tight end at a spot where I have to feel like I'm missing on other skill players that could be very valuable, right? But what that means is I'm going to be taking a lot of a lot of shots later in drafts, uh, in rookie drafts, in startup drafts. And if I'm looking for the characteristics of what I want in a tight end, if I'm going to be shooting these darts, it's it honestly, Mike, it, it, if they don't check the boxes and are at least well above average, I don't actually care to shoot my shot. I'm good. Now, I will inherently miss on, a, you know, random here and there hits, but I, I don't think they're, um, I don't think they're like something that you can chase and expect consistent results from, and I'm kind of just okay missing on the unathletic ones. Uh, this is a, a big credit, and you and I have been, uh, for a couple of years now, kind of hip to this, and this is uh, Scott Connors. Scott Connors work, right? Yeah. Especially with the tight ends. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago, he put that out, the tweets about uh, Raz score and how important it actually was to have a tight end that would score, you know, a top 12 season, which isn't really a high bar. Um, but if you can't ever score a hot, hot top 12 season, then I severely uh, look at you with a questioning look. Like, why do I roster you at all? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no reason for you to even be on my roster if you can't even hit that threshold. So uh, with the tight ends, Scott's work basically indicated that if you didn't hit a certain rash threshold, it was very unlikely for you to ever have a top 12 season in fantasy football at the tight end position yeah. just amongst the generic league. I mean, there was a few outliers. I mean, uh, as far as being an elite tight end, like you think like Jason Witten didn't really hit that threshold, kind sure. of a different animal though, mm -hmm. but you got to dig deep in your bag and how it affected you and I, if you remember right after you put that out, I'm starting to look at it. Uh, one of the docs, one of the lists of uh, one of the players on the list that he'd put out at the time was, Brevin Jordan just came off a decent enough rookie year. Yeah. Heading into year two, we're in the offseason. A uh, guy that you and I both liked, but I'm like, oh, well, this kind of just put all damper in it. He couldn't hit the RAS score. So uh, let's see if I get a third for <laughs> Brevin Jordan. And uh, you and I got many deals done. Yeah. My uh, Brevin Jordan for your early third at the time. And looking at it back now, uh, it doesn't even really matter what that third turned out to be, does it? Like you would have rather had the third <laughs> absolutely it's just it's just only interesting that you know brevin jordan's running 78 yards in the playoffs this this year like look at this unathletic guy go you know keep, keep holding on that hope buddy go ahead i mean it, it's just you know my eyes don't lie <laughs> let that you heard it here first if you're in a league with adam you got brevin jordan he'll send you a third send him my way send him my way <laughs> He'll take them. He'll take all the Brevin Jordan stuff. Yeah, you look at it last year, um, as far as the tight ends that did well, uh, Luke Musgrave had a, a decent year. He was a Raz God. Tucker Craft, same kind of thing, Raz God. Um, Sam Laporta met the Raz threshold. Uh, one guy that just kind of barely slipped in, had an okay year. A lot mm -hmm. of people's tight end one kind of headed into it was uh, Michael Mayer, so there's still some hope for him because he still hit that threshold. So... 
Yeah. Uh, you just kind of know that there's going to be some tight ends out there all of a sudden when they go out and they uh, don't perform very well that you can kind of just write them off as, nope, no thank you. Uh, yeah, unfortunately you for me, it's a lot of guys that I rostered quite a bit of, you know, the uh, Payne Durham's of the world. <laughs> all the hope. Payne Durham, man. I, I love Payne Durham. Just not going to ever happen. I mean. <laughs> it's over. I don't know. I just. I. I I got a soft spot for the kid, you know. He's a he's a Big Ten Purdue guy. I mean, what do you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron Latu was another guy last year. Nope. Yeah, Amy, he checked all the, uh, you know, if you got really excited with the draft capital, right? But just not. I mean, I, I think, too, to understand, like, from the NFL perspective versus the fantasy football perspective is the big thing, right? It, it doesn't mean that you can't be a decent tight end in the NFL. You can't block. You can't um, even be, uh, you know, over-the-middle type catcher. Just – that's not what we want to chase. If we're if we're talking about a position that doesn't matter that much, if I'm going to shoot my shot, I want it to be on someone that has a chance athletically to make a difference. Just, I mean, just kind of think about it from that standpoint, right? I don't want guys that are going to catch, you know, dink and dunk stuff at the tight end. I can probably get that with anybody. Uh, <clears throat> like one that kind of breaks the mold a little bit because the unofficial number is like a seven Raz, but Jake Ferguson came in below that. <laughs> That was the guy I was going to mention this year, and that's sometimes the situation is just better um, for guys. It, it, it's not that Jake Ferguson is like a, a terrible athlete, but he's not a plus athlete. But you get a guy like Dak, and we've seen his affinity for you know just peppering the tight end position, and he's in a good situation. But again, that's that's kind of to me like it would be chasing a situation with Jake Ferguson, if I'm being honest, right? Versus chasing like. If Jake Ferguson was to leave Dallas, it's not somebody I'm going to all of a sudden be very interested in at this point. Uh, some notable ones that didn't hit from 22. Chig came in mm -hmm. below the threshold, right. and that really hasn't worked out for, for well, anybody. I was told, Mike, I was told all last offseason, 22 going into 23. I mean, it's happening, buddy. The Chig show. Do you remember uh, – this, if, I shouldn't say remember because this is just a draft class from a couple of years ago. But do you remember Jalen Weidemeyer? Oh, yeah. Well, Jalen Weidemeyer, we're all hyped up. We're excited. Tight end one, hopefully, right? And then just yeah. absolutely laid yeah. an egg on the uh, the RAS score, buddy. By the way, uh, maybe touch on what the RAS score, how it kind of uh, – what it covers and why it's important. It's obviously just athletic stuff. but Yeah, so it's taking all the athletic measurables, the 40, the broad jump, the vert – everything like that, but it's also putting them in percentiles with uh, how tall they are, how much they weigh, right? Um, you not only get your, your 40, but you get the, you know, the 10-yard splits, right? Like how quick those are, so you get a score on that. Putting it all into one big formula and f spitting out what RAS stands for is relative athletic score. Exactly, right? relative, relative athletic score. So you think about it, relative to tight ends, is this a – is it basically, you can honestly think about it, and if you're just think colors, right? If you're really simple, yellow means it's checks the box. He's he's about where tight ends fit. You're gonna see a green box uh, if that's like okay, this guy is different at whatever that is. You know, twenty split, ten split, forty yard dash, height, weight, bench, whatever it is, right? And then you'll see if you see a lot of red, that's typically you know it's the it's not stop like at a stoplight. This is run, you know, red for run. Hard pass, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to look at 2021. Um, <clears throat> some interesting ones that are on here. Uh, you had no testing numbers for Pat Fryermuth at the time. 
Um, but you know, like some guys that we liked at the time, and this is a campus to Canton podcast feed. So a lot of you guys would know these names cause you had them on your, your college fantasy teams at some point. Kenny Yaboa didn't meet the threshold. RIP gone. Can we, um, real quick too, since we're covering this and I, Mike, we talk, we talk so much crap about tight ends, like a, at least give them a little love here, you know, cause this is what we actually care and chase. Like if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not. Yeah, you know, overly hip to the rascal, or you're just thinking like Chig's athletic. Like I, I do think it's important to kind of conceptualize. It's, I think if I remember right, for his, it basically was saying that it's not that he wasn't athletic. It's just the dude's small. Yeah, like, his his size didn't check out, right? So it's not he's, he's just six two and two forty. <laughs> exactly. He's it's not and relative to the tight end position, that's not a tight end, right? He's Correct. like a he's a very big tweener, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't. Your RAS score doesn't have to fit a specific mold. It's just it's overall checking multiple boxes that matter for this position and what we're what we're chasing, right? And it basically said, while Chig is a supreme athlete, but he's six two and two forty, so relative to the athletes in the NFL, he's not big enough to stay on the field all the time. At his position, correct, right? Because you got guys who are six six two fifty, six six, you know, two sixty. Hello, Darren Waller in his prime, you know. Rob Gronkowski, six seven, two seventy. You right. know, who are out there doing athletic feats, you know, running as fast, jumping as high, lifting as much weight as Chig, just as explosive. But, you know, they're five inches taller, a half a foot taller, and have another 30 pounds on them. Well, we'll think, like, Mike, I really actually think uh, the Darren Waller one, I just threw it out, but it's kind of actually really interesting. This is a con- this is a, an, initially a wide receiver that's converting to a tight end that dwarfs this tight end. It's uh, So last year, if you remember, we got the defensive ends and linebackers. Right before we got offensive skill players, and one of the cool things about Raz is everybody throws out cards, and you can kind of put their scores in and and see how they're they're gonna perform, right, and what their relative athletic score would be based on measurables. I specifically remember because he's on the Eagles now too. But it was, Nolan Smith came out and killed the combine. Let's go, baby! He, Nolan Smith came out and absolutely destroyed the combine. Right, and he had a great Raz score for what was a linebacker slash defensive end edge rusher type. Like it was phenomenal. If you were to take Nolan Smith and put him at wide receiver and put him in the RAS score, it would have broke the system. Sure. <laughs> there was no one in the history of the wide receiver position who, relative to that position, was as athletic as what Nolan Smith went out and did, they which is nuts. They just don't build him like that in the wide receiver position, <laughs> no. you know? No, no, like a 6'3", 240-pound wide receiver is going out there running a 4'3". I mean, it, you'd have to basically go to, like, Calvin Johnson type stuff, right? Yes. Like, you'd have yes. to get crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. So those are uh, like John Bates. Remember John Bates? Couldn't oh, yeah. hit it. Yeah, never actually became anything. Trey McKitty. There's another good one. Trey McKitty was a like he, Mike. That was a perfect example of uh, who did you, oh Cameron Latu, right? It's like all right, kind of got some draft capital that feels requisite, but just don't, just don't chase this, right? Yep, yep. Um, I'm gonna see 2020 Devin Asiasi. Oh, what a Mike, what are we doing? I thought we we're talking good about tight ends. What? It, we're taking a bad trip here. Colby Parkinson, Charlie Charlie Col- Warner. Colby Parkinson, at least for a little for in little brief windows, spurts fooled people, this year? right? Yeah, fooled the, he had some spurts this year. Harrison Bryant, terrible. You know what's funny about Harrison Bryant was, man. Can, can I tell you as a Browns fan? Let me. Can I just? I want to highlight this. Mm-hmm. So we get the Minnesota guys coming over, right? Now I'm. I got. I don't have a bad thing really to say um, about our coaching staff at this point, but I just I want to tell you where we're at from where we started. Okay, we had 
talk about Raz tight ends. David and Joku. We finally saw it all come together this year, right? I'm talking about the freak of freaks. Like, I remember going to training camp and looking, and he looked like a mutant, man. Like, he had his shirt up like he's Zeke, but he had, like, a 15-pack, you know? Just, <laughs> he's got more ab muscles. It just kept going. He mentioned that. Yeah. His, his ab area is bigger than my whole torso. Like, just a freak, right? You know what we did? Let's bring over Austin Hooper, and let's put Harrison Bryan out there, and we'll put David and Joku, kind of mix him in here and there. Just crazy. I, I, I had to get that off my chest. Sorry. Too Too underwhelming. Yeah, two two completely sub athletes, and we'll just watch it and joke. We'll put on the, the best side. one on the bench because got him all fired up. He almost left, Mike. It's crazy to think about like hindsight twenty twenty, but that that kind of was just. I think I remember the we weird... paid Austin Hooper all that money. Just what are we doing? Oh my God. They they didn't want to play him, and then they franchise tagged him the following year, and it was like, what? Huh? Why? Well, I can tell they, you why. Now, now we see why. You wish you had that money back from uh, Mister. Um, Austin Hooper, but man, neither here nor there. Yeah, Harrison Bryant, not a sub athlete at um, the position. At the position, <laughs> some terrible names on here. Irv Smith, there's another good one. How about you know from 2019? Can I tell you what's so funny about Irv Smith, Mike? He was a guy that checked the like name cache boxes. Went to Alabama. Got to be athletic. Like it feels like people were still chasing him this year. Yep. Why? Why? I mean, how how long do you have to see the guy fail and not check the RAS score boxes to be like, no? Well, I guess I, it feels like finally it's all come to a screeching halt. Um, I mean, I get it a little bit. You're chasing the situation with Burrow, right? But then it's like, all right, this guy's playing 15% of snaps. Maybe, yeah, it's, then maybe, it's, maybe it's over. Yep. Then it's done. Uh, how about a tight ends? Anybody that you're excited to see perform on the field that uh, you're going to be keeping an eye on? Can I be honest titles. with you, Mike? Like, this position to the point you're making, like, I don't care until after the combine. Is that wrong to say? Like, Mike, I can be as excited as I want to about all these tight ends, and guess what? I'm, I'm almost to a point. I know this is going to sound really not fun. Like, man, you're, you're really you're a really fun guy. You know, Kawhi Leonard, I'm a fun guy. Mike, I, I don't want to get my heart all into this just to be let down again. All right, I, I go chasing him. You, you already brought it up. Wattemeyer, you know, you did me yeah. dirty with Brevin Jordan. I don't need another love out there that doesn't perform. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a cop-out answer, but that's that's honestly, like, to the point I'm making. I, I don't care until after I find out you're athletic. Then I love you. I want to – well, first off, I want to see if Brock Bowers goes out and tests. Um, and if he tests, how well he tests, because you could have a frenzy – if Brock Bowers goes out and actually puts up good numbers. Now, you and I are going to look at relative athletic score, and we're going to look at the whole, right? We're going to look at how tall he is, how much did he weigh when he came in, right? Um, Sam Laporta was kind of the same build last year, but Sam mm-hmm. Laporta did enough athletically where you're like, damn, he, you know, he was close to an eight RAS score, like top end seven, where you're like, okay, you're well within comfort, comfort level, you're fine. Mm-hmm. If Brock Bowers doesn't hit that, all of a sudden you got to start looking at that little slant eye a little bit, don't you? Go well, like, like okay. I guess. Okay. All right. If if we're gonna talk about it, let's go through it. I'm like, here. Can I tell you what's really interesting about Brock Bowers to me? Like, I feel like he's just gotta check the box. I feel like he's gotta perform. It just feels so likely. It just feels like it's happening. But if it does, all that's gonna do is boost his draft stock, and I'll be like, yes. You guys keep yeah. reaching. Like, go higher. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure he goes ahead of my 106, you know? I get you. My team's where I screw. But, but Mike, here's the thing. If he does bad or doesn't check, uh, doesn't go as high, 
I don't. I, it's not like all of a sudden I'm gonna be like, you know what? Maybe now because he's not a very good athlete or not as good of an athlete. Like I want to take him at discount. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know where I win here. Uh, yeah. If he doesn't go out and perform well, um, I hope there's enough people apologist for him. Right. That he'll still maintain. But you're right. More than likely for us, it's a it's a net loss because I'm just not even I'm not in on him anyways. Right. Like, um. But yeah, the win for me, Adam. Like the win kills, for me kills it. Right. I want him to come out and run a four four. You know what I mean? Like come out and run a Break four four. Break it. Right. <laughs> come out and do that. Everything they want. Everything they told you about Brock Bowers, they lied. It's ten yeah. times better. That's what I want. I want That's him to be in the one hundred and two discussion. And I'm with you. Can I tell you actually? Uh, let me answer the question, not disingenuously. Cade Stover. That's my guy. I'm looking at. Uh, Ohio State. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't there for the film session you guys did um he was impressive discord i like him he's an ohio state guy i'm kind of just rooting for the kid and that's kind of why i said i don't want to answer the question because if he doesn't check the boxes i don't want to like i want my heart broken man you know so we watched um we watched ohio state we've watched uh washington we've watched lsu and now we've watched oregon and out of all those there's some tight ends in there there's you know mason taylor Cade Stover, um, uh, Westover from Washington, and uh, Terrence Ferguson from from Oregon. Cade Stover has been the best tight end out of that four that I have. So I don't know. I'm not going to say that, oh, he's really, really good. I'm just saying relative to what I've seen, like Cade Stover has been the most impressive. Most of those tight ends were very, very meh at best. Yeah, I mean, I have heard – like, I don't know, I kind of heard that Ferguson might actually be pretty, like, Terrence Ferguson might be pretty damn athletic in this RAS score. So I'm kind of, I mean, I might be interested really late, but I, I, who knows? That could totally be, like, uh, we, could, we could be done th- Friday and it's he's not. Don't so. think he's in the class, so don't have to oh, worry he's not? about that. Oh, nope. okay. Nope. Oh, he, oh, shoot, you're right, he's returning. I thought he same was. For, same for Mason Taylor, he's going back. I don't yeah. think Mason Taylor is eligible, anyways. But well, Terrence Ferguson yeah. was eligible. I was almost, I'm just I was, almost, uh, I was I was throwing out some other tight end names, are, right? Like Mason Taylor's got a pretty big following in the, uh, the the CFF world for more casuals, in my opinion. You know, I fell into the strap and drafted Mason Taylor, Jason yeah. Taylor's kid. Looks like an Adonis, just like his old man. You know, six six, two forty, two fifty, and yeah. uh, watching him on tape, you're like. Okay, this guy's actually kind of terrible. I didn't. I haven't really. I haven't seen much of him. I just. I. I knew. I honestly knew Terrence Ferguson was in the class. I didn't realize he went went back. So that's disappointing. Thanks. Another um, disappointing tight end. Tight ends. I'm looking at Jatavian Sanders. I want to see how he tests. I. The, he's the one guy, Mike. That um, at least to your point here. Uh, he, I think, is somebody that could go out and be a freak, and I still might be able to get a couple shares of. Right. Yep. Interesting one for me. Uh. Felix really loves this guy, Theo Johnson. Uh, supposedly a very, Don't very know much good, about him. Very good plus athlete. Production kind of all over the place. At one point, there was like two tight ends at Penn State this year playing above him, and then Theo had some moments later in the season. So, uh, but supposedly, you know, he was supposed to be that dude. Now we never actually saw that dude, but athletically, uh, we'll see how he comes in and test. And then my personal favorite under the radar guy third round fourth round targets uh dallin holker out of colorado state we'll see how he comes in and measures and uh how well he tests so hopefully we can get a little uh little boost because uh watching him actually play the game of football i was pretty impressed with so uh it's just a matter is he gonna hit those 
size speed metrics, or is he just going to be another guy where I go, well, that was nice. We'll put you in the uh, Trey McKinney bucket forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, my guy. I like what I like. I, I don't. I don't like having my heart broken by this position. I don't care about that much anymore. I want to. I, I want to get real excited after you kill the combine, you know. And I'm like, oh, I can yeah. get this guy in the fourth round in rookie mocks. All right. uh, really, no matter how well he does at the combine, too. I guess I'll throw one more name out there. It doesn't matter to me. It's uh, Jaheim Bell. So that's a. I was just gonna say, but Mike, here's yeah, the thing about pass. him. He uh, worse than the Chig comp we were talking about. Yes. He could go out there and absolutely destroy this combine. He's not going to check the relative athletic boxes for size anymore. We already unless, know. Unless he grows uh, three unless, inches. Yeah. Unless every unless it was unless they basically reported uh, what his stats were as some other person. Like, <laughs> unless the senior bowl was lying. Yeah. He, com- he comes into the combine. He's all of a sudden he's six five again. You know. He's he's what we hope he was. All right. Let's hop over to the running backs. Um, this is a class that's pretty bunched up. A lot. A lot of people have different RB1s. There's not a lot of great ones to choose from, I guess, if you want want to say. It's, it's a down there's running no, back class. We've heard that. Yeah. There's running no, back. There's no one that has, like, a, a you know, you can poke holes at, a, at all the profiles, right? And honestly, to me, Mike, that's what makes this so exciting is none of these guys, unless the combine smashes and draft capital checks out and probably even landing spot, are first-round picks. So, like, I'm almost – more intrigued at this running back class because of where I'm going to be having a chance to take them. So um, I am very interested in the combine for the running back position. Yes. Um, Want to see uh, see how it looks. We didn't get to see Jalen Wright at the Senior Bowl, um, but by all accounts, I haven't heard anything different. He's supposed to be testing this week. Uh, absolutely in line to be a blazer. So we'll see if we get a, a 4-3 time out of that guy. Be interesting to kind of see how this breaks out. Um mm-hmm. This is the position in the past, and I think a lot of smarter people in the analytical world will tell you that from the combine, speed score does matter for running backs, probably more than any other position, right? Speed score doesn't really matter for for wide receivers as much. Right? You see Keenan Allen out there running a 4-7, and it doesn't matter. He's still breaking dudes off. It matters <laughs> at tight matter. end, too, but yeah, yeah. it definitely yeah. – wide receiver, I mean, you'd like to have it, but we're starting to learn more and more, Mike, like – that is not the end-all, be-all. Now, does it matter as much? Because we kind of saw this shift last year with a few guys, uh, smaller backs. Rashad White had a good year. Uh, that guy was barely 200 pounds, I think, at the combine when he measured in. Like, it was a rough, rough go for him. I know he put on some weight this past year, so maybe that helped out. But uh, Devon Achan, absolutely electric when he got on the field. Uh, Keaton Mitchell had some dynamite moments. Uh, is uh is speed score mattering as much for you, or are you kind of kind of backing off just a little bit or a touch? No, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm totally misremembering. I thought Rashad White actually like came in bigger than I thought, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, to your point, now the speed score, Mike. I'll say this: I think it's a it's not an essential piece. Now I should if you're like slow, like really slow. I probably don't care, but I, Mike, honestly, it's not an essential piece anymore. It's a plus. If you're, if you kind of are like intriguing to me, where you're going to be drafted, um, you, you're looking like you're going to check the boxes for draft capital. You're in a range in rookie picks that I like taking you, and you have speed. I think that's a very big plus. But Mike, I mean, look at look at Kyron Williams. That dude completely flopped in his combine. Man, I don't know why I thought Rashad White was smaller. He did come in at two fourteen. 
Okay. I was I, I was like, man, I thought he came in like 210-ish. But I, at the yep. same time, I remember thinking like he was small before the combine. But um, yeah. Maybe it was just the uh, the pre-combine thing where I was thinking that guy was right would, around yeah, 200 pounds. Exactly. Yeah. I think, the two though, the point you were saying about um, the speed, right? Like, I, I, I'm pretty much becoming more and more set on – like, I'm not going to be completely off of you if you don't go out and have this unbelievable speed score. The one thing is it's a it's a very nice bonus, though, because to me, Mike, if we're saying all things are equal, you know, the old speed kills, right? Pat Summerall, speed kills. I mean, I, it's it's a game changer in the aspect of if you get to the outside, you could break a long one. So I would rather have that than not. But I'm not going to judge it as one of the uh, primary, I guess, things that I'm looking for, if that makes sense. Like, I, I would like to have it, but I'm... I'm okay if you're not the fastest guy in the world. And even like the smaller guys, right? Like Devon HN, it still ended up with a 89th percentile speed score. Right. For a guy who was a complete track athlete. It's you know? <laughs> ridiculously fast. Right. Yeah. Uh, interesting to see if uh, Keaton Mitchell, what he went out there and did. Well, he's got to be pretty small too, right? Yeah, he, he was tiny. 5'8, 180. He's even smaller than HN. Yeah, HN so, was what, like 188 or 85 or something? Yeah, like that. almost 190 pounds. Um, Keaton Mitchell, 58th percentile speed score. It was interesting. I remember with HN, Mike, because like going into it, people were like, man, he's just so small. He's so small. But then all of a sudden there was the draft capital, like checking the boxes, and everyone's like, but what if he's Chris Johnson? But <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, all of a sudden the, je- the draft capital checks out, the landing spots check out, and people are in. So, I mean, you know, he's going to be a rare case because he is just so, so. Buggish fast, you know. On that on that pace he had when he was healthy, healthy, right? Uh, he he might have been Chris Johnson if he could have stayed on that. But it was yeah, ridiculous. if he did that on a seventeen game pace, I mean, Chris Johnson, look out! You know, he was just out there putting up twenty point games left and right. Didn't even matter. He didn't get all the workload. Now we found out that it. the teams that they played early were were not good defensive teams, but Bad. just you know, humor me and be like, you know, imagine trying to try to keep check Jalen Waddle track star Tyreek Hill absolute track star J- yeah. Devon A. Chain and then Raheem Mostert you know 31 year old track star this is going to be a few guys who have uh, the potential now production film receiving grade like whatever you really want to look into it outside of the combine they have their warts right but come to the combine actually I think there's a there's a chance Adam for this week for there to be a lot of impressive running backs at least in the underwear Olympics that people are going to start changing their tune about you know what i mean let me ask you, maybe who, who we'll are see some, who are some sleepers for you I'm, i got a couple that i'm very, well, well I'm, I'm just intrigued to see i should say yeah well first off you start with braylon allen that's a dude who's damn near 240 we've seen him house a 96 yarder there's some questions about his long speed there's some questions about maybe his burst or footwork but let me just say hypoth- he ain't no sleeper by the way he's gonna be the first guy that walks in you're like who is that but hypothetically say that guy comes out there and he runs in the four fours at him yeah at his oh, size yeah the look people out, are going to go look work. out, look out, and uh, size speed score. Here's right? the other thing for Dynasty: he's 20 years old, Adam. For sure, <laughs> he's got a he's got a. We talk about analytics, right? How much they matter, how much they don't matter, and kind of where we're transitioning to. But he's also got an incredibly young breakout score, right? Dominated the Big Ten as a true freshman at 17 years old. That's yeah. impressive. I, so, I know people get all upset and bent out of shape. I'm, he's not Jonathan Taylor, okay, but. If he goes out there and is like a size speed freak, you're going to just 
I'm not saying it's 100% production wise. It isn't, but you're gonna hear a lot of those comps. It's just just be yes. ready for it if he if he does go kill it. Um, Trey Benson, another guy who's on some people some people's RB one. Man, Trey Benson is such an interesting one for me. His vision from what I've seen is just like what's going on. But right. th- to your point, there's a lot of buzz on this kid. A ton of buzz. That's a big boy who can run fast too. No question. Uh, Audric Estime out of Notre Dame. Now you want to see an impressive, like, I don't know exactly what he's going to weigh. And he's in a little bit of a smaller package, I guess you would say, than uh, like a Braylon Allen type. <clears throat> but that dude is rocked up. <laughs> Some of his pictures with that guy just walking around with those arms hanging out is impressive. Now that's another guy who could vault up boards all of a sudden. If he goes out and has a great 40 time, has a great uh, agility session. So um, that's probably more of the under radar, under the radar one. Marshawn Lloyd, uh, Debro's favorite. That's a guy who can go out and impress. Senior by Bowl all legend, right? Yeah, Senior Bowl legend. Uh, can I tell you who I want to see? Can I tell yeah. you who I really, really want to see? That Mike, I don't even know if I'll draft if he ends up doing well, because I think it could just be something silly. Um, kind of think like Rashad Penny, but uh, uh, Rashina Lee. Like I think. Yeah. From everything you hear, and I mean. You, you, I know he's he's a, played four years and he's small school Marshall, but tons of production, right? And if he ends up having the forty yard dash that a lot of people are saying, like possibly this four four mix, six hundred two oh five, what they're saying. I mean, we'll see what he actually weighs in at. But Mike, I could see this guy having this type of like Rashad White type thing. Maybe not the pass catching upside, but um, like maybe the the size is actually better than we think. The 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 stuff starts checking out, and you could see this guy getting draft capital. The thing is, if he ends up flopping, if he doesn't have a lot of speed, I could see him totally falling out of the mix of like draft capital that matters. So I'll leave you. I'll leave you a name to watch too for this weekend, right? For the running back position, deep under the radar, right? Uh, Rashina Ali. Uh, I think for a lot of people, they probably at least heard of him. I would hope so, especially if you're listening on, your on this channel. On your C2C you better be. Come on, right? Now, right. Um. Isaac Arendo out of Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Now, when you say Louisville, you think Jawar Jordan. We had to share the backfield with Jawar Jordan. But before that, Garendo got to Louisville because he transferred from Wisconsin after he sat behind Braylon Allen and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> two, two pretty good backs that just kind of kicked him to the curb there for a while. So, yeah. Uh, still went to Louisville. Not a bad year. He had 810 yards, 11 rushing touchdowns. So, it's, he had some production. Uh, but this is also a guy who's six foot, six foot one, two hundred twenty-ish pounds. Uh, but one of the things too, just to remember, is this guy has that size. And in high school, he ran a ten five one forty yard, or ten five one hundred yard, hundred meter dash, yeah. hundred yard, hundred meter dash. So, my, uh, my not too some, bad. I got some family that lives in Louisville, and I remember Mike uh, when he ran for a ton of. I'm pretty sure he ran for like three touchdowns versus Virginia Tech in November. Um, and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then he didn't really do a whole lot after, but I was just like, ah, he's fast. Like, I could see this guy mattering. But then, you know, like you said, he didn't – he's at Louisville. He didn't have a ton of production. Um, I, I, I get you. A deep sleeper. But um, I remember him like – Deeper. Having, yep. I remember, you know, was he paying attention to C2C. I'm like, who, who is this guy? Who, who yeah. is this kid? I, I'm not telling you to draft this dude in the second round. But <laughs> hypothetically, he comes out and he blows up the combine – I don't know what uh, his size measurables or what we expect on that either. By the way, uh, what he's supposed to be six foot, six foot one, two twenty. So he's a big Ooh. dude. 
He's a big boy. Man, I never not have guessed 220. Okay, that's that's very impressive yeah. if he ends yeah. up being fast and checking the boxes. If he comes in like that and he uh, he goes and he runs in the four fours. Now think about it, 10, 10 5, 100 meter. You're like, well, how does that kind of translate? For for example, the last time we saw Xavier Worthy, uh, by all accounts, probably one of the fastest, if not the fastest, wide receiver in this class run. It was his sophomore year in high school. I heard this on a roster watch with Cody Carpenter and Alex Dunlap, but it was a ten five five. So a little bit slower than what Garendo ran uh, in high school. So kind of keep that into perspective that this is a guy who could push maybe four threes at 220 pounds, which would be holy shit. Now the production's going to keep him down, the athletic profile. I don't really know how good his tape is. This isn't somebody that's been a priority scouting target for me, but just a deep dive. And he got some uh, some draft capital, you know, in the, the fifth round, somewhere in there, Adam. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to him at least in your rookie drafts. The fourth round, fifth round of your rookie drafts just has that flyer running back. So, yeah, Mike, let me ask you this. Now we got all that out there because I mean it's obviously, listen, man, it's the underwear Olympics. I'm running backs are going to be one of the things you want to watch. I mean, I hate to tell you, but yes, let me ask you, what are like what's what are you looking for or what is, is there anything that's going to change the way you value or change the way you look at some of these kids and from the combine per se? Not as much as it has been in the past. Right. Um, you know, I kind of have some thresholds, right. I, I really love Braylon Allen, but say he came out and he ran a four, seven at him. All of a sudden I'm going, nah, I'm kind of good, man. Like a hard pass. Uh, all those like 90 yard touchdown runs that you saw. Well, apparently that was a fluke. <laughs> this dude has no acceleration. The agility drills bad, whatever. That, that's something that could absolutely just destroy a guy in my book for me where I'm like, nah, I'm good. I let everybody else take the, the chance on it, even though I love the guy. Um, some of these, these running backs too, like Bucky Irving's going to be an interesting one. Love the film. Works great. Uh, but if you were to come out and run like a four, six, also being small, it's like, I don't think this is going to work out so well, right? You do put yourself into that Kyron Williams bucket already, but you put yourself into the Kyron Williams bucket without the pass protection and the fact that Sean McVay just seems to scheme up running backs to have massive years. So that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's a bad thing where I take you off your bo- my board. Not a lot of things are going to propel you up it where I'm going to change too much. You know, I'll probably maybe move a tier at most, maybe up a couple spots depending on how they test but it's not going to be anything uh outlandish uh but on the other side of it your testing numbers can absolutely just derail you uh i can drop you multiple tiers or just you know take you off my rankings altogether <laughs> somebody i'm not even considering yeah i just i mean i guess call me what you want to that's okay i i kind of i don't want to be but i guess i am going to have to be a fun killer like Mike, the amount of stock I'm really going to put into it. Now, to your point, I will, I guess, needle move, right? Like, if Braden Allen comes out and runs fast, I will be excited. I want to see where he lands. But can I tell you what the thing that I'm learning that I hate to admit? Like, you and I, first of all, we just talk about our roots. If you've listened to this show through and through, even if you haven't, we are guys that are converted um, once, you know, scorned running back lovers at this point, right? Uh, We've reluctantly... We fought and fought and fought. We swam upstream and then eventually kind of like, all right, the current's going to get us, man. It's just not worth it. It's you over. Know? Mike, can I tell you the thing that stinks is that, like, it's a needle mover at best for me now. 
and I do care. I'm going to pay attention. I would rather see you perform well. Like I'm going to edge that out, but ultimately it's going to come down to what I can kind of project for your situation. And if we're doing too much projection, all that athleticism, I'm kind of going to let you have it or someone else have it. I should say, like, I'm just not going to be a part of that. And I don't know, like Tajay Spears, Mike didn't really, he had the burst score, but a lot of his stuff didn't really check boxes. Um, Devon A chain is one where it's like, all right, well he killed it. Right. But honestly, yes. like he did, but we all, we, we, everybody knew he was a track star. He got the landing spot though. He got, he got opportunity. And when he got the opportunity, he shined. Kendra Miller just couldn't stay healthy, stay on the field. He didn't get any chance. Roshan Johnson, you know, someone like, oh, okay, this guy's an athlete. Given it, how many chances didn't matter. Like right. ultimately it's at this position for fantasy. I don't – I think it's a 15% or less thing when I look at the overall body, right? Like, I can move you up or down a little bit. I would rather see you be athletic. But, my God, I just want to make mention. Like, this position is starting to become, to me, one that I, like, I'm going to have a hard time even really trying to tell you who's the athlete or not. Because, like, literally the guy that we said was dead at the combine. We basically both – you and, and anyone that – cared about looking at running back metrics in any capacity we buried kyron williams at the combine yes he had a horrible combine. he was one, mike he was one of those guys where it's like what we're talking about right now going back to his year all right if this guy hits you know maybe we'll be interested this is before we knew what he was going to weigh in at he he ends up being small and slow like everything flops yes we bury him mike this guy got more opportunities and thrived than any running back in the NFL this year. Just just conceptualize that for a second, everybody. Like, that's where I say I like it, but it only really matters to a small degree. And call me the fun killer, but I'm just going to tell you what I think. But he didn't get those the previous year. No, but you know what? He was hurt right away. Remember? He, got he hurt was in the hurt. Preseason. There, was a lot of, there was a lot of buzz, quote-unquote buzz. Now, can I tell you what's scary about buzz? This is conjecture season. If we listened to all the buzz in the world, we would just be listening to noise. I mean, it could have just been noise. Daenerys Prince had a ton of buzz. There you go. Now, but now Kyron, though, like, he got hurt. It was, to your point, you couldn't project it. Cam Akers had a great end of the season. Everyone's like, all right, maybe this is finally the year for Cam Akers. Maybe he even know the Achilles, all this. And to the point, though, Mike, I guess what I'm saying is even even if I can't project workload, like, let's say you couldn't even project Kyron's workload. We would have said it wouldn't matter because even if he gets the workload, look at his measurables. Right. Didn't matter. Right. I think uh, a lot of him, he's kind of an interesting one. Not only on, like, measurables, but that's also a guy that I can – you could clearly see with the combine. Uh, he got some bad advice, whatever. He, he went right, he, yeah. he was being a young kid. Maybe he had an injury at the time. Um, you know, we've seen guys do that. Or – I mean, the simplest one is, you know, you're, you're 21, 22 years old. You're just an idiot and you don't prepare, right? Sure. It's the biggest, it's the biggest job interview of your entire life up to that point, right? Millions of dollars are riding on how you do with this. Some kids just don't really give a shit. They don't. I mean, this is why you see them get popped with like multiple failed drug tests right before the combine. When you know, listen, when I report on Monday, they're drug testing me. <laughs> this is how it goes. Like, I don't, we gave you the answers to the test and you still failed. What do you, what do you want us to do? <laughs> right? It's like, okay, maybe just uh, stay off it till after. 
it's not that hard, but some people still mess it up. It's the way kids are. So maybe that was the case. Maybe he went into last year unprepared for the combine, tried to work himself into shape during the season, suffered sure. an injury, suffered a setback, could never get on the field. But in the off season, maybe he grew up a little bit, right? Kind of like how we, we view Spencer Rattler with early part of his career at quarterback versus what we saw now at the senior bowl. And you're like, this is a different dude. No, different no, for, dude. So. For sure. No, no, listen, I'm, uh, let me just say with this point, like I'm not telling you to go chase the Kyron William athlete, okay? Like, right. hear me. This is not one that you're going to be able to predict. My point is, Mike, like, I just want people to think about this. With what we know about Kyron Williams from the combine, when we go to talk about combine and running backs, dude was 190-something pounds, I remember. Like, he was well sub 200. Less than 5'10". Like, his BMI wasn't the greatest. He's got literally bottomed out on all the measurables like his i remember he was almost a four seven guy mike like nothing checked the boxes you're, you're saying not only is he small but he's not like quick or bursty like you're talking about if anything he maybe carves out a third down scat back role is what you're maybe thinking and then it doesn't matter because he's not athletic the dude took a workhorse role this year like honestly it's to the point where I'm not telling you I don't want to have a plus athlete. Again, like if I can have things equal, I'd rather have the fast guy. I'd rather have the more athletic guy. But ultimately, that to me, I don't chase like with any type of vigilance anymore. I'm only looking for what's the cost and is there any chance of opportunity? And if you do get that, I'll just take the opportunity at the position, honestly. The other one is, is uh, you know, there are certain, I don't know if anybody will hit it and I kind of doubt it, but. 230-pound-plus running backs who run in the 4.3s very rarely miss. So in case something like that were to happen, all of a sudden that that kind of like elite performance would go like, forget what I thought about it before. Like I'm just going to go with the bets, right? Sure. So if you, if you want to think about it, like Bo Jackson, that's what we're talking about. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. Antonio Gibson. Now you can get mad at me, but go back and look at Antonio Gibson's rookie year and tell me that was not a hit. Well, <laughs> that was Anto- a massive what, is it, hit. what is Antonio Gibson a perfect example of, Mike? You give the guy the opportunity, look what happened. Yes. You take the opportunity away, look what happens. Yes. He could yeah. be as athletic as he wants on the sideline, right? Like yeah. literally, but he was a top ten people forget he's a top twelve back two years in a row. I think the only one I can remember who also fit that build who uh, actually did miss was Niles Davis. But old school Arkansas, number seven. That guy could fly. I remember being so excited for him, and he just was a... He had a lot of injuries, man. A lot of injuries. He was a dynamite kick returner, though, for the Chiefs there for for a while there. He used to house some of those. Again, I think think overall point is that, like, I'm not telling you I'm not watching. I'm not telling you I don't care, but it's not going to, like, make... I'm not going to get crazy if someone goes bananas at the combine, other than to your point. Like, if if Braylon Allen, because of his size, went out there and just absolutely tore up the combine, like, all right. Where is this guy going? I probably got to get a couple shares of this tank, you know, <laughs> just a few. <laughs> right. Uh, I do. I do pay attention though to the receiving drills for the running backs. You tell a lot from the combine and the receiving drills. Um, I get it. You can measure, you know, college production and reception share and market share and all that stuff too. But one of the best things for me is just to watch them. How fluid do they look actually catching the football? I've seen guys who catch a lot of passes, <clears throat> Travis Etienne, <clears throat> in college. Sometimes when you come out, it does not look the prettiest. <laughs> okay? It's like this guy really struggles, really yeah. struggles. Now, he's cleaned that up, obviously, in the NFL and has done fine. But 
other guys too, like we heard uh, Jonathan Taylor, he didn't catch any passes. We don't like him, yada, yada, yada. And then you see him at the combine, and I'm like, he looks pretty damn smooth. Just as smooth as the other guys out there running Forgot the swing routes. Catch, I don't angles. mind how he's catching, yeah. you know? Doing I mean, just fine. Well, and I think, you know what's interesting? Like, I wish, I wish, Mike, we had a lot more coverage of this, and it's just something that people don't really get excited about. Mike, I wish we had, like, I want to know who who's a a a pro or a net negative in pass pro. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing, really. Like, can you block and are you a willing blocker? You know, uh, they should have that as a drill out there. I would love they it. Just... <laughs> We'd probably be one of the only ones that care. No one else wants to see it, like the people watching. The coaches do, but they could just. I think that's what makes the Senior Bowl so great for some of these running backs because you fair. do get to see those one-on-one pass pro that's, dir- drills that's fair right put them in the shotgun five offensive linemen in there and you send blitzes from different areas and make sure they can scan and pick up correctly and yep. who can actually step up and stonewall somebody yeah and it's not just going to get run over like a lot of running backs you see they're not too interested sometimes in pass blocking so they like they go for what they call a chop block and it's really them just laying on the ground <laughs> like, like as it, they step over top of them it reminds me like when I was a kid starting to play basketball, my, my coach said defense is a state of mind. Like, do you care? And do you try? Like these guys are athletes, man. These guys can pass pro if they want to. It's a lot about just, are you willing? And then if you are willing, you'll learn the technique, but yes. Uh, anyway, that's side. <laughs> well, you don't want them to have those. Uh, you remember Peyton Manning famously got caught, on the uh, the mic in the game, you know, Donald Brown misses the pass protection. Peyton's running for his life. Damn it, damn it, Donald. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Going to be that guy. All oh, right, yeah. lastly. All right, let's get to it, man. Let's wide get to receivers. the fun one. The fun one. Wide receivers. Marv, not working out. Malik Neighbors, not working out. Roma Dunze said, I got this. All right, I'm showing you that I deserve to be in this conversation, too. Rome's going to work out. He's going to come out there and do all the drills. And by all accounts, Rome's going to do pretty well for himself. He looks like a hell of an athlete on tape. Uh, by all reports, uh, I'm kind of excited to see if he uh, he backs that up. At, uh, so start there, Adam. Are you excited to watch Rome go out there and run in the, uh, the underwear Olympics and do some jumping? Yeah, man. Come on. I mean, well, I mean, let's call it what it is. Marv has nothing to gain going out there. Neighbors may be very, very minimal to gain, frankly. And Rome, honestly, like, I don't know. He probably, like, if we're being all things equal, like, if he was to go out and flop, I mean, he has more to lose than he has probably to gain. But I do think I love the competitiveness of him. I love the willingness to go say, like, all right, I'm going to show you guys. Like, I don't even care what these guys are doing. I'm going to go be the alpha. And that's what I'm excited about, that mentality. And if it checks out and he is the athlete that we're thinking, I don't know, Mike. It's it's not going to matter that Marvin Neighbors didn't go out there. I'm not going to act like I don't want those guys. No. But all of a sudden, I'm going to be a little more excited for Rome. I don't know. Is that crazy? Both of those guys, Marvin Neighbors, can go out there and just stand on business. Uh, I would have liked to see him run just to compare them all sure uh you got gps data from all of them you know marv hit 22 miles per hour at one point uh you watch the tape he can fly i know a lot of people are like well neighbors is i saw it yesterday when marv said he wasn't doing it and they're like oh neighbors is gonna catch up now and pass him and yada 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 and all this stuff and i'm like i've watched tape on both of them and i'm not saying neighbors is bad he's very good uh but a lot of people have it a 1a 1b you know, I won't fight you on that. It's one and two for me, though. Marv is just different. And I go out there and you see the game speed for him. 
uh, the suddenness in the routes and then the size that he has. Uh, he's absolutely just ridiculous. And I think that comp that I had maybe last year, Adam, I might have hit you with it. T. Higgins with speed, like, still stacks up to this day. <laughs> yeah, like T. Higgins, but everybody likes him, and he's really athletic. And know? he's fast. Yes. Yeah, he's really athletic, and everybody likes him. Like, and he's fast, yeah. Okay, that guy, I think I might be pretty interested. Now, here, here's what I'll say about this in general. Just because the combine, if you're watching this, and you don't get neighbors, and like, just understand, Mike, I mean this. I want you to think about this, conceptualize this. Just you, me and you talking right now. Audience, you're listening. But, Mike, take neighbors and Harrison on junior out of this class. Now, it's not the eliteness that we think of this receiver position. But I'm not sitting here telling you that this receiver class stinks now. No. I think that's what's crazy. Just let that sink in. I'm yes. telling you, we got two guys that have so much to lose that they have no reason to go prove anything at the combine. Correct. They're that good. Forget the fact that, like, Marvin Harrison Jr., we could argue 1A, 1B, 1-2. I'm honestly, to the point, Mike, I'm – you talk about prospect fatigue. I'm I'm take fatigued over this, all right? I don't even care. You have 1A, 1B, 1-2. Like, I've heard it all. These guys are both great. Forget – I would have no problem with either way, by the way. I have no problem if you say Marv is just that different. I think, realistically, Marv – is probably going to be valued different no matter what in Dynasty. And that automatically is going to put me where I lean him in a different tier. Not to mention I do think he's that dude uh, with everything that yes. a, a guy can offer. But, I, I, Mike, I, I really believe Malik Neighbors is fabulous. You put him in yes. a lot of different classes, this dude is the consensus one. Yes, He's not the consensus one because there's that dude in this class. But I don't care how you stack him up. But just think about this. Rome, you put in a lot of classes – is arguably in the conversation for that dude. He goes yes. out and kills this combine. Like we're talking about three receivers coming into a class where this is the position that you could argue even in 12 team superflex is almost getting to be the supreme position. We get three really good prospects on the high end before we even start talking about all the guys in the back end that are pretty damn good. Like I'm excited. Yeah. I'm as excited as I could be for this receiver class in the combine, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too. If you just think about it, you took Marvin Neighbors out. And just me personally, how I have him ranked before the combine, and it's probably going to be the same afterwards. Uh, but it's Marv 1, Neighbors 2, and Rome 2B. <laughs> like They're very, very close, those two together. If Rome goes out and kills the combine, can he get himself into a tier with those guys? Let me ask you that. Yes. That's yeah. where I'm at too. I think... What I'm excited about is that Rome, I think, could make the tier one three people for me. Right now, yes. I don't have it as three people. I have it as a two-person tier. I have it as three people, but there is a, a separation between them. So it's crazy, too. Like, uh, projections for Rome is a uh, high four threes for the 40 at 6'3", 215-ish, 210. Like, if you kind of wanted to go there. That's like, not, I mean, that boy's moving. I'll, I want you to think about this. From what I saw, I sh I'm trying to click it, and I can't get the – I saw, like, in high school, the dude ran, like, a 4 or 5. Yeah. <laughs> just, the guy's 17, 18 years old running a 4 or 5. This guy is going to fly. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, though. You took those top two guys out. Rome, uh, I think we, we've had the discussion, you know, Rome or JSN last year. Rome would have been the wide receiver one for me. Rome or Drake London the year before. Um, I really like Drake, but I think I'd probably still go Rome. Uh, you go the year before. 
obviously you start to get into the Jamar Chase land. That's kind of the level of prospects that you're talking about with these top three wide receivers, and that's most people's third, you know, or 2B if you want to be uh, like me. <laughs> um, but then you get after that, like, Troy Franklin. Franklin's kind of on that Alave-ish. Right. Like kind of kind of thing. Brian Thomas, you kind of have that. You know, those are the kind of prospects you are. Xavier Worthy, Xavier Leggett, if that's your dude. Adnan Mitchell, Lad McConkney, Keon Coleman. Like this is the, an extremely good wide receiver class, even if you were to take the two best receivers out of it. Like it is absolutely stacked. So Yeah, it's 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 I guess to the point, right? When you kinda of like summarize like in here and you walk through that. It, it hits the it checks the elite boxes. And to the degree of what that actually looks like, we'll see with what Rome does. Yes. Um it, it checks it checks the depth at the class. Like I, I Mike, unless there's some guys that really flop at the combine in this uh, you know, top I don't know. I feel like there's a pretty. I feel pretty good about about seven to eight receivers in this class. If, if unless some of those guys go out and really like let us down, man, I, it's going to be hard to poke any holes in this class, bro. Honestly, I feel great at eight, um, comfortably, and then you might have a surprise or two that pops in there. Right? Yeah, that's, the that's Roman Wilson I mean. types of the world, right? That kind of guy. I'm right with you. Seven, eight. And I think bowl. that as long as, like I said, as long as none of those guys go out and really like, oh man, what happened at the combine? Man, this class yep. is going to be crazy. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see Troy Franklin. We just got done with his film session. Um, I was left kind of, uh, I want to say, over underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. He was he was fine. Uh, but it's also, Adam, when you start with Marv, then you go to Neighbors, and then you watch a Dunze, like whoever comes next, RIP to you. Like, you're just not going to look as impressive. doesn't help his quarterback's Bo Nix. It doesn't help also that... Troy Franklin had a lot of, uh, we, we were nicknaming him in the Discord, uh, TVS, <laughs> Troy Valdez-Scantling. Because there's a lot of times where the, like, Bo Nix makes a great throw down the field. He's wide open. He's dusted him. And it's just like, why'd you, why'd you drop that, Troy? <laughs> like, that was right there. Just kiss the ball. Uh, but there's also some moments where he could have had even massive games. Like, he runs a nasty slant route. We saw that. Yep. And uh, if Bo Nix actually hits him in stride, you know, puts it where like a Tua or, uh, you know, Brock Purdy did a pretty good job at times last year with that, puts him on him where they can catch and run, he's housing it. He's gone. <laughs> he's just a fluid strider. Mm -hmm. uh, you have some concerns about uh, physicality, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how he measures in. He's just a little bit of a different build. But Brian Thomas, also physical specimen, can fly. We'll see how he runs. Adonai Mitchell, I don't think a lot of people are expecting big numbers out of him. Uh, I did hear a great comp from Cody Carpenter, more of that George Pickens kind of mold for him. That felt like a pretty good one. Lad McConkney is going to be an interesting one because you see white wide receiver like Lad McConkney and you automatically think Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, right? That just goes, it just goes hand in hand, don't it? Cooper Cup. I know. Adam. Hunter Renfro. Just, uh. We pigeonhole him. But Adam, I think there's a there's a realistic possibility. Lad comes in under 4-5, maybe even pushing mid to low 4-4s four in his 40s. And you know what that means? He's sneaky athletic. <laughs> sneaky athletic. Stop he's, it. He's just athletic at that I point. Know. But Mike, I'm telling, watch. Tell me that someone won't still call him that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Leggett. Had some injury concerns. Senior Bowl didn't go the greatest for him. Also, you got like the fifth year thing. But I'm uh, concerned. I, I think Vegas, like the the prop bets already out on him. 
Like he's projected to be the fastest wide receiver in this NFL combine at 225 pounds. Are you concerned? Yeah, I have some concerns about it. But also, Adam, what if he does go out there and he kills it? No, I to to your point. Like I, I'm not saying I, he can't alleviate any of my. I'm just like I'm having a hard time with the profile as a whole. Like I, I'm it's almost. Fi- it's the fifth I, year that hurts. I almost so feel bad. like at this point, it's like man, okay. Everything that I know that feels wrong, he's just gonna go be a. Is he? He's gonna go freak it out, and then like, man, oh, what do I do? I, I'm gonna have a hard time drafting him. I think no matter what happens, Mike. That's what I'm kind of worried you. about. Uh, Xavier Worthy, obviously, we know he can fly, so it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what he actually puts up in the. Uh, I the do 40. think. Can I tell you? I think he's actually a sneaky one that has a lot to lose. Like this dude, better be athletic. Like if, he was to go, if he was to go out and have a mediocre or poor combine, like that's not good for him. If he comes in, let's say at one seventy, because he's not a big, big guy, he's not a thick boy, right? Yeah. So he comes in small, like Devontae Smith, but then he comes out and runs a four five or something. All of Correct. a sudden, people go, "Oh no, what are you doing?" Right? Yeah. As in that to the point though, like I think as long as he is athletic, the size will almost. Be- Mike, we just saw we just coming off the season of Tank Dell like having right. unbelievable games, right? So people will I think will forgive that if the athleticism checks out. But if you tell me he's just bigger than Tank Dell, but then isn't checking athletics like scores, oh boy, that's not good. If you think about it, actually Tank Dell, if I remember right, because he was so small, he was like he was sub four five. It wasn't super fast, but because he was so small, it's like his speed score wasn't very good. If I remember four four nine, yeah. So like, but but put it to get put it to the to the relative, right? Four four nine, but he was what one seven? Not even one seventy. He one sixty five. I mean, dude, Tiny so boy. you're one sixty five. You better be booking it. Better be booking it. Did have a ten foot one broad jump though. So look, I oh, wow, did not know that. He got a little ops in him. Guy's athletic. A little explosiveness in him. So. Sneaky athletic. And and to like he he had the benefit of just absolutely cooking dudes. At the senior bowl. Well, right? yeah, like, he kind of just – Debro even talked about how he just looked like people were right. scared. He had people shook, you know. But it wasn't like you and I have a lot of Tank Dell, right? Like, we weren't too in on him. No, I took him to I took him when people basically were like, all right, you're going to let me have him in this fourth round? Okay. But right. but didn't happen often. Didn't happen often. Uh, Keon Coleman, probably the last one on the list that you're like, got to see how it does. So he's got red flags, production. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too bullishly in, Mike. Now, I, I, can I make you more in? Can no. we confirm priors? We no. know he's a we know he's a dynamite athlete. All right, you don't go play college basketball for for Tom Izzo at Michigan State too, as well as do football without being a great athlete. I mean, he's six four. You know what? I kind of like, that shooting guard, smaller, you know like? small forward type build. I feel slighted, Mike. I feel like all these. There's a lot of talk out there. Oh, he's just a basketball player. Stop just it. a basketball player. Get out of here. Uh, hating on hoopers. I stop it. Maybe that's why. No, no. No, I'm just saying uh, I'm, I'm now I'm defensive for the kid, you know? So if he comes in, let's say 6'4", 215, 220. Yeah. What's he, gotta, what's he got to run to, like, get your hype level a little bit back up where you're like, man, F these haters. <laughs> Can I tell you, like, I feel – all right. This is what I'm fearful of, that not quite as bad – but that it gets to that point where you just feel the helmet scouting comes and it's like Kelvin Benjamin. Now, not as slow, but like that's what mm. I'm fearful of. If he doesn't hit the number, I, like if he if he's 
I, I'm fine if he's anything in the four or five, like mid to low four or fives. I'd be pretty damn happy, honestly. Now, With if he goes, frame. if he goes faster than that, Mike, oh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so wrongly overexposed. You won't be able to. I'll be, he, inc- he I'll be, what, I'll be, I'll be seriously way too overexposed, Mike. I am. I'm gonna go out on a limb, but you know what it kind of feels like for combine testing, where a uh, little bit better excitement going in, but uh, Nico Collins. I mean, I like it. Same kind of build. Uh, Nico went out, had a pretty good combine, especially when you look at the uh, the jumping, the explosiveness, the burst, uh, if you want to put that into context. I don't remember what Nico's 40 was, but it wasn't terrible. But it also wasn't like, oh, my God, he's a 4'3 guy, anything like that. But the, the jumping was like, okay, this guy can get up. He can move. And it took a couple years, but all of a sudden you're like, ooh, Nico Collins, nice find. Now people are talking about him as, you know, a wide receiver one in Dynasty, right? Ballpark. So talking about, it, I mean, there, yeah, it, there's some bullish stuff going on. I, I will say though, Mike, um, if I remember right, I want to say Nico was like one of those guys where he was the one of the top, if not the top, receiver in the class. And then, you know, before we're at everybody who thinks about Michigan now, go back to what you know the. And even still now, like, it's not a receiver school, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, he, to the point he had the pedigree. Now, Keon Coleman, I don't think, had the high school pedigree that Nico did. But he was honestly, Mike, pretty highly regarded coming out. He's the guy who was probably in the top, I think, 50. So, I'm, I think it could, I think you, I think you could be onto something with that call. I do. Especially with the big frame, too. I like that. The downside to a lot of these two-way stars, these two-way athletes, is <laughs> sometimes they knock you. You know, at both schools or both uh, sports, because they're like, ah, he's not committed to one. <laughs> it's like I, I don't know. Personally, for me, I've been an Iowa fan a long time. I love my offensive linemen, defensive linemen, tight ends. I don't care who it is. I also like them to be wrestlers too. Like that mentality. I like two sports stars here. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we just got a uh, we just got Caden Proctor to transfer to Iowa. If he wants to join the wrestling team as a heavyweight, by all means. Now he might actually weigh too much to actually be able to wrestle for the Iowa wrestling team in college. That's how big of a boy he is. But go for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Mike. I, call me what I, it is. What it is. I, I'm being very. I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling vulnerable today. I'm okay putting myself out there. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not fun for the tight ends. I'm not fun for the running backs, and I'm. My love's all. I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve here. I want Keon Coleman to succeed, all right? Please. Please, you did bring up Jordan Travis, too. And, uh, you know, I like Jordan Travis. Um, I like his game and stuff. But uh, one thing, he is not accurate. Uh, He still has accuracy issues big time. And uh, I think maybe Keon Coleman suffered a little bit from that. So here's going with that narrative. (laughs) Now, Keon, just do me a solid. If you come out, you can run a 4-4-5. Uh, weigh it's you know weighing at 215 220 pounds and do pretty well in the uh can you know, I, give me a 40 inch vertical what i what i really want to happen mike is like I, like i said i'm rooting for him i want him to check the boxes i want him to go out there and do well but can i tell you what kind of makes me nervous if he does do that the only way that i can't have like outrageous exposure because mike he, he feels like we're the draft capital given the the depth of the receiver class it's like he gets to that mid to back end of the first where all of a sudden, like, his landing spot's ridiculous, too. Like, imagine the, the, he checks all the boxes at the combine, big freak athlete, and then Josh Allen's throwing to him. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. Then it's like, all right, I, you're killing me. I'm going to be out. 
don't that's mike please don't that that's the only thing i don't want to have happen. <laughs> i get you that, too, that that'd be too good you know we we feel like we're out here just taking strays all the time. <laughs> Anybody who likes Keon Coleman, like they're like he's terrible. You know, we're in degenerate season, and the worst thing you're right, Adam, that could happen to us is uh, we're out here, we're defending him. We're like, hey, look, he's got some things. You know, I understand the the market value, so I'll move him down appropriately. But like that's still kind of my dude, right? That's still kind of the guy I really like. Goes out, kills the combine. All the casuals come back for your rookie draft. They just look at the fact that he killed the combine and Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the football. And it's like, I defended this man for six months and I got no shares because all you casuals came back. It's terrible. It's my receiver. That's my receiver. receiver. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts. (laughs) Mike, I can't. I don't know if I could take that. Like, it's honestly, Mike, I feel like there's maybe this might be one of the few guys that I'm just like, you know emotionally in on <laughs> uh the i have to film some live reaction videos when he's up at the uh the combine see how that goes for like me. i'm gonna be in new york i'm gonna be possibly on camera just don't I, just let it be good I, I don't want one of these reactions where i'm like all excited and eat let's it's go big, let's go and then it's easy let down don't do that please it's a it's a big weekend uh i'm pretty excited too i'm excited bro uh we got the combine also adam it's the first f1 race uh, the new Drive to Survive series just came out on Netflix, season six. So I binge watched the hell out of that. And Saturday morning, uh, I get to watch uh, the first F1 race of 2024. And then we get some combine in the afternoon. Boom, sign me up. My Saturday's booked. <laughs> Who says there's an off season? I'm full. I mean, Mike, I feel like we got a lot of excitement. Don't don't be a letdown, all right? Keon, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you're listening, we need you. And Jatavian Sanders, go out and be a freak, please. Mike, you know, I I can me. live with a lot of bad things happening if just those two guys kill it, yeah. you know? I'll yeah. be okay. I'll be just fine. I'll be fine, too. I'll be fine, it. too. Jatavian and Keon, baby, to the moon. Yeah. And then I want to see Braylon Allen run like a 4-4 at that size, and then I'll be like, you guys didn't like him two weeks ago. You don't get to like him now. <laughs> Mike, I mean, I don't know. Can I tell you the other thing crazy? Okay, 22 – no matter what we did, it felt like we just got stabbed and let down over and over with that class, right? We were one of the only people that went out on a limb on that class. I mean, look at us, you know? Yeah. 23 was, I mean, all, you're talking all the hype in the world. Still had some checks, but just I don't think there was any way to live up to that hype because it's almost the first yeah. time ever in Dynasty that a class got that hype. Like, we're talking about a couple, like a, a bunch of college kids two years away from being NFL players, if they declare like they're like, they're walking on water, man. Like it was honestly kind of insane to think about 23 yep. hype. But the crazy part, because that was a letdown, like 24 had a lot of hype, but it just wasn't, it, I don't know that it could have ever done anything. Cause 23 was a little bit of a letdown. I, Mike, I, I almost at this point, knock on wood. Like it feels like almost this whole class could just erupt at the combine and just, yeah, it could we're like three rounds deep just everyone's going crazy you know that's what i want chaos let's go i do too i do too because i own a lot of 24 picks while everyone was telling you to buy 23s i was like i'll just get some 24s mike you know what it's funny i had a hard i had a hard i had a hard decision a lot of hard decisions the last week man i had to cut some teams i've never in my life envisioned cutting teams mike it's like they're like kids mike honestly i had some terrible teams i had to get rid of and i didn't want to get rid of them like it was the weirdest feeling. Got rid of seven teams, and 
Mike says, I'm shocked. Like some of the teams I sent away because I knew I just had to cut down on leagues. Like they got they got multiple 24s. I'm like, I I don't care how bad this team is. I can't let this go. Like, I don't know. I actually had more 24s than I expected. So, um, still have a lot of draft picks in 24. So I'm super excited about it. But to your point, man, I guess I really like overdid it with 23 picks, and I didn't realize I had a, a fair amount of exposure to 24. So I'm pretty excited for the class. I really am. <laughs> I'll leave you with my favorite one. My favorite one. Hold on. Your favorite you got a favorite player that isn't Keon? No, no, I got the uh, oh. favorite team with twenty four picks. Let's hear it. My favorite team. Let's hear it. Come on. Give me it. Damn it. Give me it. All right. So the team already has Justin Fields, Rasheed Rice, Devontae Smith, Drake London, Dalton Kincaid, Chris Olave, and Deshaun Watson. Okay. My I'm picks. Pretty, I'm pretty excited. My picks. The one oh one, the one oh three, the one oh four. 105, 108, 109, 110, 201, 202, 203, 204, 206, 207, and then a bunch of thirds. So we're talking, is that, I have a hard, I'm, I'm not good with counting, I'm not best, that's right up there, man. I had that whole the whole uh the whole onslaught. That's right up, dude. 14 of the top. That's nuts, man. Especially cuz this class has has the depth, man. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yep. Um I'm trying to think. I have a couple teams where the pick values are pretty pretty crazy. I don't I don't I I'll be honest, I don't think I have. It's just, you know. It's kind of like uh, I had a friend Mike who his parents were pretty well off. Christmas just didn't matter how great my Christmas was. I just, we didn't talk about I didn't talk about it around Aaron, you know? Like just why? <laughs> <laughs> just why? Why am I gonna talk about my picks when you just told me you have fourteen of the top twenty? <laughs> We're good. Yeah. We'll just ride off in the sunset with that, buddy. Good job. Well, hopefully everybody enjoys the uh the combine this weekend. Uh just a reminder, the the big ones you really want to check out gonna be Saturday. Uh quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. If you're a tight end person still, uh Friday. Looks like Friday is the day to check out the uh, the old tight ends. But everything gets kicked off with defensive ends and linebackers on Thursday for on-field drills, 3 Eastern. So just kind of set your calendar. Saturday will be 1 Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern. So Let's go, buddy. I there's am, a schedule. Uh, I'm ready. Combine's here. I can't be – I don't know that I can humanly be any more excited. So hey. let's go. Let's go. let's go have some fun, huh? Hey, just know them rookie picks just start going up in value starting this week. All of a sudden, I'm looking at these rookie picks like I'm just they're, – they're pure gold. Like, they're they're more important than any player on any of my teams right now. It's hysterical. Yeah, they're running Patrick like – Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, don't matter. 102, man. Let's go. Which one? Which one do you want? 102? Yeah. <laughs> I got a team with 104, right? Like, I know I'm not getting one of the top three, whatever that is, and I'm still ecstatic. Loaded. But appreciate everybody. We'll see y'all back here same time, same place next week for episode 27. Can't bound. Love y'all. Peace. We love y'all.